Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in to the Huddle Up Podcast. I feel like I should be on the left side of the screen, but I am your host for the evening, Zach Kelberman. And joining me is my co-host for the evening. You know him as Buana Beast. He's also known as John K. MHH, John Cronenberg. Pinch hitting once more for Chad Jensen, my partner in crime. Um, He will be back next week, John, I believe. Uh, He's traveling uh, Sunday night, coming back Monday. So we have one more pod between me and you after tonight. But how are you doing in... uh, uh, how's your week going so far since we last talked yesterday? Uh, I'm doing very well, just enjoying you know the Colorado sunshine, Rockies opening day today. So yep. you know a lot of people excited with baseball, but we still have Broncos going on. So yes, we do. Uh, just really having a, a good day. What about uh, yourself, though? I, I'm having a decent day. I hate April Fools so much. It shouldn't even be a holiday to me. It's a manufactured day. I mean, anyone can play a prank on any given day. Anyone can lie on any given day. I've never liked this holiday, but uh, anyone's out there who's not celebrating, if you can even celebrate April Fools, we're happy to have you in with us tonight, and thank you for joining us. We are really quickly going to get to the Super Chats, John, that we missed from what was it Monday now? The Monday's uh, there's a few here and there, so we're gonna get to those. Let's uh, get first to Alex Sims here, uh, who says you think Natani Muti plays, um, and they put Graham Glasgow at center. What do you think about that? Well, they have a center in Cushenberry, and he played every single solitary offensive snap in 2020. I think he played pretty well. He was up and down. He had his weak points at times, but I think Cushenberry overall was a passable starter who's only getting better in a Munchak system. I'm keeping Glasgow where he is. They signed him to be a guard, not a center. They're paying him a lot of money, and they're hoping he takes a a bigger leap this season now that he's fully healthy. And Muti, though, he's a good guy to have in your back pocket. I don't think he's ready, John, to start right now. He, he looked amazing in his spot duty last year, but he's still developing. Uh, he's still an injury risk. The Broncos have to kind of massage that, and he's growing as a player. So um, for right now, 
the starters at center and guard, right guard, are Cushenberry and Graham Glasgow until further notice. Yeah, I agree with you there. It'd be a huge setback, I think, if the Broncos were to move Glasgow to center. I mean, giving up, that's essentially giving up on Cushenberry after one year. Right. Uh, that's a, that's a huge setback for a third round pick, especially. Uh, that's a, that's a premium round. That's day two. I, I just don't see it happening. And at this point, you know, Glasgow, he had a rough year last year. He had, he had the, you know, bug last year he had injuries so we'll see how he develops this year uh, especially but i think the roster for the line is going to stay the same except for adding juan james in there maybe we don't know yet for sure maybe juan james but the thing about muti real quick is dalton reisner for as great as he was as a rookie and as great as he can be as a pro he was kind of disappointing last year he regressed just a little bit so having muti as guard and not flipping him to center not giving him the demarcus walker treatment forcing him to learn two positions keep him a guard in that way if glasgow gets hurt again or if he underperforms you have him at right guard or if reisner gets hurt or if he underperforms this coming season you have him at left Guard. So I'm with you. I think everything stays the same, and they have their returning five starters, including Juwan James, back on the OL. Gotta love the flexibility that that has added, though, with uh, Muti being available. Uh, let's get to the next super here. We got just Christian Garris coming on here and here saying, let him hate. Let him hate. We agree with you. Uh, appreciate that super chat. Sorry we missed you the other day. Also have another one coming in here from Jess uh, C13, who's saying, big year for Sutton. Let's go. Let's get that up there. Um, yeah, it's a big year for Sutton. What do you think? Uh, is this going to be a, a contract year where he's going to show it and and really bring uh, bring make the Broncos spend money, essentially? Break the bank. Let's make Cortland Sutton great again, John, because I saw a clip on Twitter yesterday where someone, I believe it was someone who worked for PFF, they compiled all the snaps that he ran last year before his injury, and the the person who tweeted it said it was the most impressive 41 snaps you'll ever see. And it just showed a glimpse, again, if you forgot what Cortland Sutton can do, go find that clip on my Twitter page. He is going to be healthy, all things considered, level playing field, decent quarterbacking, and all pro receiver. I don't think that's a hot take. I think knowing Cortland Sutton, what he was before his injury, which was a borderline top 10 receiver, now look at the weaponry he's surrounded with. He has Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler to take targets and and, and coverage, I mean, away from him and single him one-on-one against a uh, a DB that has no chance against some, uh, you know, Sutton has just tremendous ball skills, tremendous flexibility, tremendous hands. I think he's in for a huge season. And again, having those weapons around him, Judy, Hamler, Tim Patrick, Melvin Gordon, even Noah Finn, Albert O. I mean, how do you stop them all? And this will be nothing but good news for Cortland Sutton, who, John, he never had the supporting cast. In his yeah. first couple of years in the NFL, he was doing it all on his own with bad quarterback play. He was bailing out his quarterbacks. He won't have to worry about that this year, hopefully, and he'll be able to just ball healthy, unrestrained, and going back to an all-star level. I agree with you there. I think the the other weapons are really going to open the game for him. He's not going to have that double coverage where he's going to have to make these spectacular catches anymore okay. because it's going to be easy for him. He's just going to have to go up. It's not going to. It's instead of being a fifty fifty ball, he gets makes him seventy thirty. So uh, I love having him uh, add to the roster. Definitely, uh, we got Ben Dover coming in here with a question for from yesterday four ninety nine super Atlanta Thank restructured you, Ryan's contract and they won't trade their pick to Carolina since they're rivals uh, Peyton can trade up if his guy is available do you agree with that 
Well, we don't know who his guy is. And based on probability, there's going to be one quarterback that makes it to number four because the Niners are going to take either Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Fields. You're going to have one of those guys slip to the Falcons pick. I'm still of the mind, John. And I said this yesterday to Chad on the Huddle Up podcast uh, for Wednesday that I don't believe Peyton will move up for a quarterback in this year's draft. I believe if a quarterback falls to, to him at number nine, he would consider it. But we have no idea what he thinks about this draft class. We have no idea what. What he thinks about Fields or Mac Jones or Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. If his guy is there, whoever that may be at number nine, I can see him debating it. I just personally do not see him sacrificing the capital for an unproven quarterback, whoever that may be at number four. Yeah, I also agree, though, that uh, Atlanta is not going to be so willing to trade with Carolina, although if they can get a you know King's Ransom, there's no reason why they can't take away their opponents' draft picks and and take advantage of that, that and leave them without the, the cap structure that comes with having rookies and first-year uh, players. Well, here's the thing. Why is everyone assuming the Falcons are going to trade out of that pick like it's a guarantee? They can stay put and get a premium player at a position of need. They can take a receiver. They can take an offensive tackle. They can take a defensive player. They can take whoever the hell they want. And if they're smart, regardless of Matt Ryan's contract, I know they're tied to him for a couple more years, but you want to have his successor in the building. Preferably, I would think so. You have a new offensive mind there in Atlanta, Arthur Smith, the former Titans OC, Terry Fontenot, who Broncos fans know all too well. He was a GM finalist who lost to George Payton. He's running things in Atlanta now. So I'd like to think between the two of them, quarterback should not be off the table and a trade down is hardly a guarantee at number four. Yeah, I agree there. Let's get uh, sports crushing here. Just wanted to say what's up, Zach. Uh, was gone for a week on a family reunion. Glad to be back. Denver Broncos for life. It's good to have you back, Sports Crush. I uh, hope your reunion was good and uh, nice to see you around. If you have a question, be sure to uh, pop it into the chat. But, uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome Definitely. back. Uh, so we're going to uh, move along here. We got to all those supers that we had there. Uh, going to go over to our matters of business, which we'll start with our presenting sponsor, which is... Hint, hint, it's Manscaped. Hint, hint, it is Manscaped. Manscaped. Uh, yes. You know, so. Yeah, I, I got it, John. Let me Real quick, I just want to give a personal testimony. I got you. You don't have to read from it because, listen, guys, we're entering now. It's April 1st, and this is not an April fool joke when I say you need to have Manscaped in your life. The weather is warming up. Things are opening up. You know, it was opening day in the MLB today. You know, fans are in the stands. Fans are going to be out and about. We're getting into spring and summer now. Manscaped, everything you see on your screen right there, from the toner to the conditioner to the lawnmower to the weed whacker, I'm holding the lawnmower right now. And why I'm telling you this, because last night before I went to the gym, I actually used this, not down below where you think it would be used, but right on my arms, on the side of my arms, on my neck, on my on my, uh, on my upper back, you can use it anywhere. So regardless, if you want to feel good about yourself, look better, smell better, just overall exist better, no matter the product, Manscaped Performance Package, John, is the way to go for sure, for sure. Definitely, and they help 2 million men all over the world, so make sure you take advantage. Go on. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Over to manscaped.com, use the huddle uh, code word huddle, get 20% off uh, all their products, and uh, you know, treat yourself, treat uh, you know, to to that new uh, so buy it, buy manscaped, buy it, yeah, manscaped.com, get 20% off with the code huddle, that's manscaped.com, and use the code huddle for 20% off and free shipping. Perfect, let's get into the actual podcast real quick but we're going to do a matters of business remember this is the huddle up podcast you can find us on twitter at huddle up pod follow uh chad or follow zach at kelberman nfl i'm filling in for chad and you can follow me at john kmhh a little bit all over the place finding my way um and follow the you know at mile high huddle uh, go to Facebook, become a supporter at facebook.com slash milehighhuddle. You can get access to great uh, content like the Kelberman's Corner and Trickle Zone. Um, and go ahead and give us a uh, subscribe, like, and share. We really appreciate that. It's an organic way to help us grow and uh, appreciate that. All right. First things first, uh, why don't we get to some supers here? Got Michaela yes. coming in strong here. Wow. Uh, really appreciate it, Michaela. Um, she says, uh, with a forty nine ninety nine uh, super, says, love the John and Zach combo. Love my MHH. Really appreciate that. And, Michaela, we, uh, someone in the chat actually coined a nickname for you because we have the queen of the pod. That's Christy. We have the princess. That's Poppy. We're going to call you, Michaela, the duchess of the MHH, the Huddle Up podcast. So uh, all seriousness, thank you so, so much for your generosity, your support. You have come on so strong the last couple months, and it blows us away. Whether it's me and John, me and Chad, John and Chad, no matter the combination, we definitely appreciate your support. So, Michaela, thank you so much. Yeah, and let's get to Stu Meat's super sticker real quick here. Actually, you know what? We're just going to go with this. Um, Facts lock, uh, lock. Balls out with Sutton next year playoffs. Do you think how much of a factor do you think Sutton will be in the development of Locke and getting him to that next level to be a, a comfortable you know starting quarterback? 
Let me just remind um, the viewers of a certain highlight from 2019. If you go watch the Broncos game against the Chargers and Locke has a long touchdown ball to Cortland Sutton. And it was a nice pass because he put it where he should put it. But if you watch Cortland Sutton on that play, he does things that no other Broncos receiver can and few receivers in the NFL can. He dominated the catch point. He owned the defensive back in coverage. He was being interfered with the entire time, still came down with it in the end zone touchdown. That is going to help a young quarterback tremendously. John. And conversely, when you don't have that in your lineup, it kills a young quarterback. Who could he rely on last year? Drew Locke. Jerry Judy with his drops. KJ Hamler, who wasn't getting playing time. Noah Fant, who was being ignored by the game plan and by the coaching staff. He needs that that bona fide buoy in Cortland Sutton. And with him back on the field, throwing up those, like you said, 70-30 balls, whoever the quarterback is, Locke, whoever else, it's going to help them tremendously. I cannot wait to watch Sutton's return in 2021. Yeah, he's going to be fabulous. And we got Stumi coming in here real quick with a super sticker. I uh, got a lemon who's, uh, you know, sour dancing, lemon. dancing, and then boom. Oh, I, I think it's Juwan James. I think that's a coming lemon. out party kind of thing. Uh, so definitely appreciate that. <laughs> Thank Stumi. You, One more thing. We got fat cats coming in here. No questions, no comments, just support priest and beast. Really do appreciate that. Um, Fat cats, you're always in here giving us support. Do also want to give a shout out to Cobra commander. I know he's in Germany right now uh, serving the country and I know he's having a little bit of a rough time. So uh, he's trying to get some transfer. Hopefully he gets back to the state side soon. And we appreciate your support wholeheartedly. Thank you uh, for everything you've done. We hope to see you back safe and sound uh, very soon. Yep. So perfect. Uh, Do why don't you lead us off uh, with one of your articles that you were talking about uh, today with uh, Sam Darnold? Well, here's the thing, because Broncos country is in a tiff after Daniel Jeremiah hinted or opined that the Broncos should send a non-first-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold, meaning a second or a third. Well, that's picked up some buzz in the Broncos sphere and in the, the Twitter sphere and the, in the rumor mill Sam Darnold suddenly became a hot name tied to the Broncos because, John, it's only a matter of time before that domino does drop and they pick up a quarterback. Well, not so fast on the Darnold train because, once again, I'll say, if you want a guy, you probably would have made that trade already. If you wanted him to be a Bronco, he would have been a Bronco by now. But Troy Rank of Denver 7 today came out and said, they don't have any interest, and this is through him and what he's gathered to this point, no interest in acquiring Sam Darnold because, quote, he's not viewed as enough of an upgrade to relinquish a second-round pick, end quote. Rank says things can change, but that's been the case all offseason to his knowledge. So again, these quarterback rumors, Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, they're a lot more of a media and fan creation than they are a legit creation based on genuine interest um, coming out of Dove Valley. I haven't heard anything independently that would lead me to believe that Sam Darnold would be quarterbacking the Broncos in 2021. It doesn't make any sense to me, John. We went over this on KK. You have a Sam Darnold on the roster already. His name is Drew Locke. You already have a quarterback who you're invested in and you're developing, and you've seen the glimpses and the flashes of brilliance. 
put your effort and your attention and your energy into him instead of acquiring, sending a second or third round pick, taking on the contract, potentially even picking up his fifth year option, which is worth, I believe, $18 million for next season. Why would you do that when Drew Locke is being paid, what, a million bucks this year and you've already rolled with him and you have the continuity among the coaching staff? So I'm glad there was some clarity going into the draft. And it may be a smokescreen. It may be, you know, uh, Rank is hearing what the Broncos want him to hear. But I, based on what I've heard and based on the indications so far, Sam Darnold, I believe, is uh, increasingly unlikely to don orange and blue this season. I agree. I think it's really is a lateral move, as you were saying. So why give up the capital and not see everything out with Locke? You don't want right. to, you know, you know, you're going to have to trade him if you bring in Darnold or have him sit behind. Um, I, I feel at least. I feel like the locker room is going to have a division uh, personally. Um, so I, I, I just feel like the locker room really is behind lock. I, I, that's one thing I, I truly believe. I've seen the players talk about him. They seem to have confidence in lock. And if it, I haven't heard anyone waver, you would think the right. locker room by now, someone would waver and say something right. off the, you know, on Twitter, off on, on some media kind of tirade or something like that. You haven't heard anything from that. Right. Philip Lindsay has given praise to drew lock. Every player, I have heard has given praise to Locke, and that has been huge. And at the same time, you don't want to ha- give up, you know, the second round pick, fortieth overall. That is a really huh. valuable pick. Uh, you can, you know, if you were to trade it, let's say, uh, for next year capital, that could bring you a first round pick if you wanted. Uh, so there's a lot of. I don't see it being a move that gives you flexibility. It's just going to make the team. It's going to set the team. You're not going to have any additional players. I just don't like the move. And you make a great point. You know, it's um, I, I just I just think the the inaction of the Broncos says more than their action. If they wanted Sam Donald by now, I feel like it, they would have picked him up. And uh, it, it doesn't send the right message when he's committing George Payton partially to Drew Locke, and then he's uh, reportedly trying to you know approach the Jets about Sam Donald or the Bears about Nick Foles. I mean, those are all media creations, and I think the Broncos for right now, are invested with what they have in lock. And until that changes, I don't think Sam Darnold is going to ride and be the answer for them. Yeah, I I think what you're going to get with is he's basically played with the Broncos roster. I I just don't see any upgrade. Um, So why don't you... I, I forgot what I, I, I had a thought. I forgot it. I just got it back. What you said was so true because you haven't had one Broncos player, neither offensive nor defensive, neither young nor old, come out and criticize Drew Locke. The closest thing was people like Kareem Jackson or Jerry Judy advocating for Deshaun Watson. That's more of just wanting Watson on your team than hating Locke. So everything we've heard, whether it's Simmons or Reisner or anyone, Noah Fant, even Philip Lindsay, like you mentioned, he doesn't even play for the Broncos anymore. He should have sour grapes, and yet, like we talked about yesterday, he gave a mostly complimentary assessment, a fair but complimentary assessment of Drew Locke. So that says a lot to me. I think there's a lot of internal support for Locke as the quarterback, certainly much more than Broncos country either wants to admit or can realize. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I've just seen each person, you know, I've watched Simmons on his his Twitter or his Twitch account. I've watched Glasgow on his Twitch account. Uh, they all speak very highly of Locke. Obviously, they know they're being recorded. They know fans are watching, but it doesn't feel contrived or anything like that. It feels genuine. And I think they do have the Locke's back, essentially. Uh, of course, you know, if an- another quarterback comes in and he starts winning, 
of course they're going to say, well, yeah, we're going to have his back as well. Uh, but this isn't a team that's going to have division or, you know, really be divided. I think this is a tight locker room that with great players like Simmons who really do care about making sure this locker room has great chemistry going forward. Well, I want to highlight a comment. Oops, not that one. From Dylan here, I doubt they come out and bash him. Well, Dylan, I disagree with that because think back a few years ago to the whole, or even last year, to the whole Carson Wentz saga in Philadelphia. All Sean Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, there were multiple anonymous sources. Literally, there was a whole hit piece written about Carson Wentz. So if they want to come out, they can certainly bash him. They probably wouldn't put their name to that quote, but they would come out and you would have Cliss or you would have Ben Albright or you would have Troy Rank coming out with these unnamed undisclosed anonymous players and these and these dangerous divisive quotes and we've heard none of that through four months now yeah and again you're talking about you know these people have friends and you know their friends could you know be interviewed nothing has come out and i i don't think there is going to be anything that comes out because of uh the quality of player of person he is as well so uh why don't we get to brian uh grover here real quick before we get back into uh Locke, who gives us a 499 super i uh, would love to see parsons at uh a bronco at nine if lance and fields are gone haven't had uh the potential or haven't had that potential in the middle since al wilson what are your thoughts uh, you could argue that Danny Trevathan, Trevathan, excuse me, was the closest since Al Wilson and Brandon Marshall when he was healthy and, and playing in his prime. He was close, but yeah, I, I definitely agree, Brian. And this is also why I'm kind of willing to go like this with uh, Micah Parsons, red flags and the whole thing at Penn State. I understand it's serious, but talent wins. Talent always rises to the surface. And I feel like with the no BS, uh, the controlled environment under Vic Fangio, playing in the middle of two great pass rushers in Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, playing uh, in, in front of that secondary, I think this would be the ideal landing spot for Micah Parsons. And you can argue that he's not the best pass covering linebacker in the draft, but I think it's indisputable that he's the best overall you know, linebacker, traditionally three down guy in the draft. And the Broncos, it's their biggest weak link on defense and you put Micah Parsons to fill that weak link suddenly you're talking about a top five defense becoming a top three or top two defense you know I can't you know have so much of a blind eye with Parsons because I also don't really like some what he brings in terms of the football um you know he reminds me a lot of uh uh AJ Johnson in what he brings uh he can do a lot of a gap blitzes uh you know so I rather ride with with AJ Johnson one more year and maybe get someone else uh, in the second round of Baron Browning, Jabril Cox, you know, one of those players and then have the first round be, uh, you know, centered around a best player available kind of scenario where, again, I still think at 40, you can get a quality inside linebacker yeah, who can make a difference, sure. be a part of that rotation with Jewel, with Johnson and eventually take over. So, you know, it, it's going to be where he, the whoever that linebacker is is going to take this year as a learning process. And I think at the end of this year, you're not going to see Jewel or Johnson. Honestly, uh, they both have one year's left, and I think or, or Johnson was a restricted free agent uh, who the Broncos tendered. But they both have one year left, and uh, essentially, let's bring in some competition to see who can take over that position. And I would not mind at all, John, if that competition came in the second round. And, and Browning, you know, that would be just a, a, such a great pick because he is your solution to those pass coverage woes. But I also I want to pick a little bone again with, with Dylan here. He says okay. he's not a top 10 pick or not even a first round pick. Dylan, I will bet you that Micah Parsons does not fall out of day one. He might not be a top 10 pick. He might not be the Broncos pick, but some team with a smart uh, coaching staff with foresight will get the most out of him. I truly believe 
he'll go on day one. Yeah, I, I don't think he's falling out of the first round. You can't give up on the talent like that. I just I think there's going to be some teams who are going to have him on the board, off the board, and those teams that have him on the board, he's going to be a BPA for them when you're right. in the 20s. You, exactly. you can't you can't pass that up, especially if you're a team like uh, you know who's had really some bad years, or if you're on the cusp of getting to a Super Bowl and you're a, a inside linebacker away. Think if the Browns were able to acquire him at 26 that late in the draft. How great would that be for them? I mean, I understand that, you know, they're not looking for a a linebacker exactly at this time, and they're more of a 4-3 defense, but still, uh, you you can't pass him up at that level. We got – go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm not going to bog the, the whole thing down. And, you know, Dylan's saying now he wasn't going to say he's going to fall out of the first round. When Dylan, you did say that. He goes, loaded ILB class, no need to take him at nine or even the first round. So that's implying he would fall out of the first round. So I digress on that topic. I just hope whoever they get, it's a dynamic inside linebacker because I'm so tired of seeing them struggle with Jewel or AJ getting beat by running backs and tight ends. Whether it's a first round, second round guy, I just want that solution finally solved. Five years in the making now. Yeah, I agree with you. Just want to say quick hello to Dave from Georgia. How you doing? I also got Edward coming in here with the $5. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thing, uh, what's oh, I already got that one. Sorry, uh, let's get Jesse who's coming in real quick. Lance versus Fields at four. What's your pick? Hashtag MHH for me. I'm going Fields at this point. I, I've, I've changed my tune. I think Fields, I think Fields can work with Shermer. If the Broncos are to keep this coaching staff, I would go with Fields. If the Broncos were to move on from this coaching staff, and again, that's how do you draft a quarterback with the mindset we're moving on from this coaching staff? So it's very difficult in that scenario. Um, so I, I I like Fields, 
but I, I don't think for the Broncos right now, I'm not sure. Mm. If that makes, yeah. I know I'm going against the grain like usual, but I, I just really prefer uh, uh, Trey Lance as a long-term prospect as opposed to Fields. I think Fields will be the better quarterback initially, but I believe overall going forward with the right coaching staff, I think that's the only caveat here. You put Trey Lance again with the Shanahan's or the LaFleur's or the Andy Reid's, hypothetically, I think he can be a top five, top 10 quarterback. And I think I just think his ceiling is worth betting on over someone like Justin Fields, but I don't think you can go wrong. If you need a quarterback and you have one of those guys fall in your lap, they're both dual threat guys. They're both kind of quarterbacks of the future. So if you have conviction and if you have the right coaching system in place, you know, go with God. Yeah, exactly. I got in the shop with Willie, his channels, you know, he's going to get his channel up and running soon. So be on the watch out for that. He's just saying, uh, John, what's up, my man. And also I suppose to you too, as well, Zach. Thanks, Willie. So, Good to see you. Appreciate, appreciate that. We got a super sticker from Muhammad. I'm sorry I'm not able to pull it up uh, when we're going live here. It's just a difference between no. being in the back versus, uh, you know, being uh, live. So tell us, you know, what super sticker. I'm hoping it's a, a lemon or something. Appreciate it, though. $5. Really do appreciate that. <laughs> it's a lemon. It's a it's sour lemon. lemon. Okay. Uh, let's. So this is the mailbag. Make sure you get in your questions. Uh, got another super here from Jake King. Um, if we, uh, if we're at pick at nine, if we pick at nine, is there anyone y'all could see us training back up for late in the first mm. round? So training back up in the first round, you know, I, I don't see it really happening with a pick at 40, but if you want to move up from 40 into the first round for that fifth year option, I could see it happening for a corner that you want to be that staple moving forward. Uh, you know, whoever that is, you know, if you can want to take a risk on fairly, fairly with his back issues, all for that. Uh, if you want to take a risk on, uh, you know, Molden, whoever it may be, right. uh, take that corner though, and you know, get him while you can and get that fifth year option because you can, you see, when you don't have that fifth year option, you're going to have to pay. It's it's going to be expensive for those corners, especially if they develop. I think the target in a in a potential trade up back into the first round would be the position the Broncos did not take in the first round. So if they go inside linebacker at nine, I can see them moving back up in the into the late first round or early second round, higher up in the second round. If Farley falls, I advocated for this. Moving back in, in the first round, getting someone like JOK, let's say, at 15, and using the added capital that you pick up to move back up for someone like Caleb Farley if he fell. So that's where I would go. And I think George Payton would be more open, way more open and way more comfortable trading back up into the late first or early second as opposed to moving up from nine to four. You know, you're talking about a second round pick versus multiple first round picks. And I think that can be an easier pill to swallow for someone like George Payton. So whoever they don't get at number nine or in the first round, I think the position of needs, John, are pretty clear. You know, inside linebacker, cornerback, safety, offensive tackle, whatever combination of those two positions, I can see George Payton making those day one or day one and two uh, priorities. Yeah, I really do love some of those offensive tackles like Tevin Jenkins. If you can get him at the end, oof, that's a that's a good pick to to have develop and be some competition with Juwan James if you want to push uh, James a little bit as well. Push him off the roster. That's what you mean. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. You can get out of the the deal. You know, next year it makes sense to get out of it, and you can you can do that. So, um, we got CC coming in here though, saying I think you can still trade back and acquire Parsons. Probably. 
and that that's definitely an option. Uh, and we got Bobby Vincent coming in, in here saying, thank God, no to Darnold. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have that same feeling. Uh, I, I haven't heard anyone advocate for, for Darnold really hard, to be honest. Have you? Have you been on Broncos Twitter? I mean, it's insane. I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but there's some people within our own ranks, John, that are big Sam Darnold advocates. And it might be more so their dislike for Locke, or they might be just Sam Darnold fans. But even coming out of USC, I was never that high on him. And after what he's been through and with Adam Gase in New York, seeing ghosts and being this broken quarterback, I think it's it's almost irreparable, especially for someone like Pat Shermer. If you think Pat Shermer is going to save Sam Darnold this year, you have another thing coming. Yep. And let's get to uh, Shadow Jack R uh, with a $5 super. Uh, hot take, Drew Locke in 2021 season will be like Carson Wentz in 2018. Lock it in. How high? Mile high. What are your, what's your opinion here? Uh, I just, I don't want to compare, you know, I, I want to be consistent. I never said Locke could be the next Mahomes, the next Josh Allen, the next whoever. I want Locke to be the next Locke. That's all. I just want him to succeed or bomb on his own volition. No pressure, no comparisons, none of these hyper hyperbolic statements, John. I just want Locke to go out there and play his game. And if his game is good enough, it will show up. And if his game is not good enough, it will show up as well. I just want a fair chance for number three. Yeah, and I think he, you know, he's going to get that fair chance this year. Um, they're, they're, at this point, I just don't see the options anymore. You know, we see players like Colt McCoy being signed at this point. the The veteran option has definitely shrunk quite a bit. So you're looking towards the draft. That means I'm not giving up a day one or day two pick. So I think Locke is going to have a pretty good year coming forward. Um, it's not going to be MVP at the start and then you know kind of fizzle out. I, I don't see it, it that way, but. Um, Locke can have a solid season and, and make this a playoff team. He has the tools around him. He just has to let it come to him naturally, not force the ball, not force anything. Just let him play and kind of shut that mind off and, and feel right. free a little bit when he was back at Missouri. Take that kind of that feeling again. And uh, I, I think we're going to see that. The hope is with continuity in in year two, two consecutive years of having the same coaching staff, the same playbook, the hope is he will take that leap. So, you know, fingers crossed. And and Albert Knopper's coming in here. Uh, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, yes. Yes, it was your birthday You have a hell of a daughter, Albert. You have a hell of a family, and I hope you had a very special evening. And uh, thank you for coming in with us tonight, tuning in. Yeah, and he's saying, you know, we need to stick with Locke as well. He can take us to the playoffs. I keep saying this. It all depends on Shermer and his schemes. And I I agree with you there. Uh, Shermer has to give scheme this right where uh, Locke can make make these throws that he's capable of maybe not so much down the field throws where, you know, he, where he was used to Sutton being there. Um, so I, I'm excited what this team can do. I really am excited to see Judy and his routes get better. And that's just going to keep helping lock get better, a healthy Okuwebenam as well. Right. And you know what? It's not just about making certain throws or making deep throws. It's putting Locke in a position to succeed. It's keeping him out of second and 10, third and nine, third and eight. It's setting up second and one and third and one, or not even third down, keeping the ball moving. But I have to be fair. 
it's not just on Pat Shermer. And again, it wasn't just Pat Shermer that was the problem last year. I will be fair and unbiased, unlike a lot of Drew Locke critics. It was also Locke. So he has to step up as well. He can't turn the ball over. He can't get happy feet. He can't lose his structure or his technical aspects of his game. He has to stay with it and perform. And like Philip Lindsay said, John, he has all the weapons around him. He's hungry. But it's up to him and him only to make the Broncos better. And I agree with that. Yeah, and we have a few people asking us some question on Pitts. Um, what are your thoughts on if the Broncos were to have the position to draft Kyle Pitts? And would you take him, uh, a tight end essentially, or an offensive weapon at pick nine? Unsurprisingly, this take caught me a lot of flack on Twitter for whatever reason. But no, I, why? Why? I understand how good Kyle Pitts is or can be. I understand he's like this hybrid future Hall of Fame. Let's get his bust ready now, John. But between the way people are, are talking about him, I understand he looked good in his pro day. I understand he looked good last year. But the Broncos just spent a first round pick on a receiver last year. The year before that, they used a first round pick on a tight end. Last year, a second-round pick on a wide receiver. You have Cortland Sutton coming back. Why would you need a pass catcher when you have holes in different areas of the roster, and especially uh, the defensive side? And and to the point of the Drew Lock critics, why would you want another offensive skill player if your quarterback situation is unsettled? It doesn't matter who you have. You can have five Randy Mosses in their prime, but if you don't have the quarterback or the coaching, it's not going to make a difference. So it sounds great on paper putting pits with those stars, but it makes no sense in reality to draft him at number nine. Yeah, I, I get that Pitts is probably the – the consensus best player uh, by a lot of people. He's a future Hall of Famer, as you're saying. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the 
the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's give him his bus now. Let's get him in yeah. Canton. But again, we've seen players like that not pan out. And I, I'm not going to do a first round pick, a high first round pick, uh, especially on a tight end. That's not, you know, so Nick is really against uh, running backs being drafted early. I'm against tight ends in the first round. I can't stand tight yeah. ends in the first round. Now, I understand with Fan, he's showing a lot of potential, a lot of, uh, he, he has the, the potential to be something special. Uh, I just don't like using those first round picks on tight ends because they take a while to develop. By the right. time they develop, you're going to have to give them their fifth year option and then you're going to have to sign them to an extension. Uh, so really for me, it's just going to be, it's going to take too long to get the value out of pits to uh, help uh, Fangio to help uh, whoever takes over. If Fangio was to leave to help Shermer, I just think it takes too long to develop that tight end, you know, uh, X factor player. And, and you just used to your point, you know, it takes tight ends a while to develop, and it's true. It's such a hard position to translate from college to the pros. But you, again, you just invested a first-rounder in a tight end a couple years ago. And worse than that is you don't even utilize him, as Contender View says in the comments there. Pat Shermer went away from the guy multiple times last year. Noah Fant is a potential and perennial all-pro or Pro Bowl tight end. Why would you want to stack that position when you already have a potential Pro Bowl guy? You never know what he could be. It reminds me of the Sam Darnold talk, John. If you already have a certain type of quarterback, why would you add the same type of quarterback? If you already have a first-round you know, potentially great tight end, why would you add another first round potentially great tight end? It makes zero sense to me. Zero. The only way I would go with Pitts is if you're saying you're gonna move on from Fant in a in when it comes to How could you say his, that? Yeah, that that's why you can't go with it. Uh because you just don't have enough balls to give around at this point to 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 have every single tight end with Albert O as well. Uh, you know, are we just going to throw away that fourth round pick and have Pitts uh, be be there? And, and you still need a Y tight end. So you know, I'm looking more towards the end of the draft to get a Y tight end. Looking for like a Noah Gray maybe from uh, Duke, something along those lines. Uh, but I'm not looking for a tight end early. You know, the Broncos don't have the capital to to be wasting at this point. You got to take advantage of this draft, which is, which, you know, I understand there's no tight ends, but there is no reason for one. So this is good for the Broncos to not be in the need for a tight end this year. It's just amazing. The the only rationalization or justification that the the Kyle Pitts supporters uh, are are leaning on is that Noah Fant is constantly injured. Well, if you use that logic, you might as well cut Bradley Chubb. You might as well have not brought back Von Miller. I mean, injuries happen in the NFL. Melvin Gordon was banged up. I I mean, it's part of the game, but you don't even use a potential star. What's the point of adding another for Pat Shermer to waste? Noah Fant, feed Fant. Get him involved and keep feeding him until he's gluttonous, John. Keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Let's get to a few more supers. Um, We have Contender View coming in here with Give Lock one more year. He's talking about edge, uh, or linebacker edge, offensive line, safeties, cornerback early in the draft. Maybe add a day uh, day two, three round uh, quarterback. People forget uh, Parson has edge versatility uh, with the right development. That's the key two words right there, right development. And if you put Micah Parsons, let's say on the Raiders, that's a disaster waiting to happen. He would never realize his full potential. It'd be like an Alden Smith situation or a Ruben Foster situation. But you put Parsons again, on the Broncos in this system, not just with the coaching. I mean, you have Donatel and Fangio, Reggie Herring. Those are three all-star coaches, but the talent, 
He would lean on Vaughn and Bradley as his two big brothers. He would have Simmons back there. He'd have Shelby Harris. You'd be in a controlled environment with a good culture. Denver is a far cry from Penn State. And if you can reap the rewards of his of his talent, I don't think you can look that gift horse in the mouth. Talent always wins out, John. I mean, Laramie Tunsil on draft night, literally during the draft, had a video surface of him smoking out of a bong, and he still went in the first round. If you have talent, it will always rise, and you will always get at least a chance. Yeah, that's I agree. That's a great point that he can be moved around and can be very versatile. It, that's you know something you, you can't give up with with Parsons, and you can really send him to attack, make some pressure, make some mistakes happen, which is kind of what Fangio likes to happen um, in the sense where then the cornerbacks can go ahead and make the plays. Uh, that's what he likes to do. And uh, real quick, we have uh, Nathan Brown. Just want to address this. That's stupid. Uh, he's giving us a little laugh here. Why would you need to move off the fan? Essentially, my question is, do you want to pay fans a top five tight end money and then have to pay possibly Pitts top three tight end money when he becomes due. I mean, is there enough money to go around right. to this tight end position? Are you off? Are we moving off away from Albert? O? I mean, essentially you're saying we're going to put all our eggs in this basket of tight ends and we're going to have our tight ends be the focal point of our offense. So if, if the, if Sherman wants to have a tight end driven system, that makes sense. Otherwise I just don't see a reason why to have it. So if again, tight end driven system, not what Shermer is doing right now. He is not a tight end driven uh, coordinator. Not going to happen. It's never happened in his uh, career. I've never seen it. I wanted to make that point. That's a that's genuine clapping because I wanted to make that point. Pat Shermer does not utilize more than one tight end. We all said that last year. It's why Noah Fan even disappeared sometimes. But to your point, John, we talk about Fant's contract, Albert O's contract. How about Cortland Sutton's contract? How about in a few years, Jerry Judy's contract? You can't keep stacking the, the positions of pass catcher than kicking the can down the road. You have to diversify. You can't have all-stars at every spot. But for right now, when your pass catchers are consistent of – Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, and Albert O. You're fine. And you have Melvin Gordon as the running back. You're fine. Get a defensive player at number nine and move on. Kyle Pitts is a dream and a dumb one. Yeah. And again, I understand your point here about Fant. He's been banged up. I understand that. But, you know, he came. He also he played came, through it a lot. He yes, played through he, a lot of injury. Those high ankle sprains, those are not easy injuries to get away from. They are nagging to keep coming back. You're gonna if your ankle feels better, it, trust me, it's gonna be bad the next week once you after you play. Similar with Graham Glasgow and people talking about his play. He had a high ankle sprain with also uh, CV. Th- those are things that really take away from a player. And you know, do you start leaning on your left leg more? Are you changing the way you're running routes? A lot right. of things can change when you're banged up all of a sudden. Um, so I understand that. Um, but again, next year after a year of healing, those, uh, high ankle sprains aren't going to be a real issue. It just takes the off season. You need the off season. And that's what happened. You, that's really all that happened for him. Ask Royce Freeman, who was looking great as the starting running back in 2018. He suffered a high ankle sprain and then Philip Lindsay Wally pipped him. And then Freeman was never the same. Noah Fant was dealing with that and playing through injury as well. And not just that he was making big time plays while still being underutilized by this coaching staff. Noah Fant is an all-star. And if you put him on literally any other competent above average offense, he would be a pro bowler. He should be a pro bowler though in Denver. And that should happen this year. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to be a pro bowler this year. He's going he, you see by his yards, uh, you know, what he's able to get after the catch. He is a physical specimen and there's no reason to think that you need to replace him or have someone else uh, come in and take away some of those opportunities. Why would you have those opportunities taken away? And he's getting better in run blocking as well. So he's becoming and blossoming into an all-around tight end. And, and you're just scraping the surface, Sean, of what Noah Fan can be. He's not even near his ceiling. I mean, he can literally use binoculars to see his ceiling. He's still very much ascending. And I want to see what he can do, again, given that fair chance, among all the other weapons in this Denver offense. Yeah, and we got DB coming here with a 999 super, just giving us you know some support. Really do appreciate that. If you have a question, uh, you know, feel free to ask it. We'll try to get you in here. Um, and again, I'm looking for any questions. So this is the mailbag. Make sure to get your questions in. Really do appreciate that. I uh, got in the shop with Willie coming in here again. Shermer needs two tight ends, uh, so he can use one of them the first half and one of them in the second half. Clearly, does not <laughs> understand how to use them. I think this is a great comment. Uh, I agree. Fant in the first half, amazing. He's making this team move the ball down the field, and then in the second half he he drops off, or the second half he does well. It, it shouldn't be where you're getting all your your receiving yards in one half, essentially, right. or you know ninety percent. You get one catch at the end. Uh, no, I'm not feeling that. You're referring to the same game I was going to refer to, and that was the the season uh, debut game, the week one game against the Titans, where they should have won that game. And the Broncos went into halftime. I believe Noah Fant had like eight catches for like 60 or 70 yards. He was on pace for a monster game. He did not see one target until the final drive of the fourth quarter. That is unacceptable. And the Broncos would have won that game if they utilized Noah Fant like they should have. And I want to see them utilize Noah Fant like they should this coming season. With you there. And, and Albert uh, Knopper's coming here in here with saying, I applaud Noah Fant for giving it all to the team as well. Uh, I think everyone did. I don't think anyone yeah. said, you know, Fant, we, we feel like you need to put more in there. I think all the fans were really saw what Fant was was pushing it all out there and putting it all on the field. I think Chad and I remarked on that uh, after a post-game pod last year. I mean, Fant was limping so badly and still giving everything he had and gutting through it. And I will always respect and appreciate players who sacrifice their bodies for the betterment of the team. And it's just another notch in Noah Fant's belt. The kid is a star, and he's first shining brighter and brighter now going forward. Got Dave from Georgia coming in. Really do appreciate that, Dave, saying uh, hashtag Broncos country, hashtag state of being, hashtag let him hate. Dave, I always appreciate your comments. Uh, it's really great to be able to finally speak to you a little bit more in front here. Um, yeah, let's see. We got people talking about Vanette a little bit. So just want to remind Why? you, Vanette, <laughs> Vanette was uh, was let go. He's no longer on the roster. Um, but we do have we still have Beck, which some people are saying. And I think – Beck is a great uh, Y tight end, which some people are, you know, talking about. Or, or you know, not a great. He serviceable, and he's serviceable yeah. for that fullback. So whatever right. you know, you say he is, he is what he is, and we're going to keep him on the roster. And I think that's fine. You don't need to invest in a tight end, really, just for a practice squad guy. I think a lot of a lot of these guys, these players, you can get. You know, you think about developing as practice squad players at this point. For at least for me. You know who I loved a few years ago, and it's a shame he got hurt, was Austin Fort. I, he looked so good in the preseason. I believe it was 2019, and he didn't play uh, – I don't think he played last year. But 
a lot of Broncos fans are forgetting for whatever reason about Albert O. And I know he's coming off an injury, but he was looking really good and a lot better than I thought he was going to look as a rookie. And you put those two tight ends together. Yeah, like you said, you can pick up a blocking tight end off the street. You can pick up a blocking tight end in the eighth round, meaning undrafted, or you can pick up a tight end in the third, fourth round. They should pick up a body. But when you have Fan and Albert O as your lead guys, you're good with a capital G. You're good. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And let's see. We, I got to get to Trevor here. We're always talking about uh, some Minshew stuff, so I imagine that's what it's going to be. Uh, so Trevor's going with, okay, John, realistically, do you think they trade for Minshew or Darnold? I think Minshew has more upside. Love the pods and appreciate all your guys' hard work. Well, if I'm to choose between the two, yeah, give me Minshew. I think he, like you were saying the other night, he's less damaged goods. I think that's the upside. He, he doesn't have damaged goods. He has confidence. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's just I don't see a big enough difference between him and Locke. I mean, it's just we're splitting hairs here. Might as well just have Rippin be the backup. Is is right. Minshew going to give you plus or minus one or two games? Right. Do you do you really believe he'll, he'll give you an additional two games? If so, you make the move. I mean, he's definitely available with C.J. Beathard being signed uh, with – Supposedly, you think with the first round pick, Lawrence is going to be there in Jacksonville. Uh, Urban Meyer, you know, came out of you know retirement essentially uh, from college football and went to the pros for Lawrence. So you you think that Minshew would come cheap, but at the same time, you know, it, it's great to have someone to to teach. You know, the, yeah. That's my point. It's like, what what are you trying to do for the quarterback position? Are you trying to bring in competition and have an open battle and the best man shall win the spot, you know, under center in week one? Or are you bringing in a fail-safe, a mentor? Because if you're bringing in a mentor, what is Garner Minshew going to teach Drew Locke that Drew Locke hasn't already learned? I mean, you can argue that Locke has more experience overall and more adversity so far in his career than Garner Minshew. And again, like you said, if you're going to go that route and have a young guy who can't really teach Locke anything, you have Brett Rippon. Why give up a draft pick? Why go through those hoops and bring on someone like Garner Minshew with his cult following, which I don't understand? It makes no sense to me. So my answer to that question is neither. You, know, you want to bring in a mentor or sign Alex Smith. You want, to, you want a, uh, a new starter next season, trade up for Justin Fields or Trey Lance, but you can't have it both ways. You have to make a decision, George Payton does, as to what you want to do at that spot. Yeah, and we have a question here for a quarterback option. What about Mond on day two? Um, yeah, from uh, Texas A&M, I believe. No, just no. I, I think no. What are your thoughts? Oh, he can throw a ball, though, across yeah. his body, John. He can do something you know, in shorts and a T-shirt against the air. It's so, it's so amazing. Listen, Kellen Mond, uh, he's a Drew Locke clone, except he has better legs. But he's inaccurate, he's inconsistent, he, his decision-making is questionable, and he has a plus arm. Who does that remind you of? Oh, that's right, Drew Locke. So second-round pick, no. I'm not taking Kellen Mond at, at number 40. Third round, that would be when I consider it. But again, hmm. you have other needs you have to address. You have other roster holes. And that, uh, Trevor's right. That's a guy, Davis Mills, I'd much rather take in the middle rounds over someone like Helen Mond. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. 
We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner who I think is going to be overdrafted. I think he will go in the second round. He might even be the, the final quarterback off the board after the big you know, four or five after Mac Jones. So I wouldn't gamble on that. You want to pick up a third-round quarterback, fine. I'm not using number 40 overall, though, on Kellen Mond. And I still think there's too many great players, or, you know, valuable players at 71, where if you don't go with the cornerback, you can find someone like Trill Williams from Syracuse in the third round, uh, Keith Trailer, uh, Taylor possibly from Washington, if, you are, if you're looking for a nickel to compete with, um, you know, going forward with uh, Bosby or, and a few other players. I got Dave from Georgia hopping back in here. Uh, we're already at 50 minutes. Uh, I did not notice that. Yeah, we, are, yeah. we have the 10-minute warning right now. Yeah. Um, we have Dave from Georgia coming in here saying, does Freeman stick around another year or do we draft another running back? Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. That's a good question because, you know, did they bring in Mike Boone to replace Lindsay or replace Freeman? Cause he's not replacing Melvin Gordon. That's number one. Um, he is the incumbent. I mean, he has experience on the, in the coaching staff in the system, but what does he really do to me? Royce is a Jack. He doesn't really do anything overly well. So if you want to replace that, you can find a running back in the seventh round, the sixth round, the fifth round. You don't have to use a first rounder on someone like Najee Harris, whether he sticks around obviously is contingent on the Broncos drafting his replacement. But I think he is in some sort of danger. Because if they moved on from Lindsey, they didn't have to sign another running back. They could have given Freeman uh, the number two spot behind Melvin Gordon. I think that was an indictment on Freeman's future in a walk year, by the way. He's in a contract year. So maybe that Peyton wants to let him just finish out his contract, whatever he can do. Maybe he'll be more motivated because money's on the line. But he's easily replaceable. And if they draft any running back next month, or actually later this month now, I should say, I think it spells the end of Freeman in Denver. I agree. Unless it's a late round pick where you're, you know, trying to give some competition with uh, Levante Bellamy, uh, but you know, you can't count out Bellamy either. Um, right. You know, uh, we also had Mike Cox from last year who was a running back. Uh, th- there's a few guys who can take over for Freeman. I get that Freeman offers some great pass catching ability, but I don't need to see him, you know, going out wide like we've seen for a couple years, the last two years. I haven't understood it. He, yes, he catches those slants that are two yards. Great. It's a two yard slant. I don't really understand the meaning behind it on third and third and 
five or something. You know, he's not a player I want to target right. for receiving. And he essentially, I see him as becoming a receiver almost in Shermer's offense and just being used sparingly as a running back and just for, for blocking. Isn't that why they gave $8 million, though, to Melvin Gordon? Isn't that why, you know, isn't that his sole reason for existing on this team at his current salary? I understand his pass blocking, but he's supposed to be the sure hand guy. I don't want to see Royce Freeman catching passes on third down. I don't want him on the field on third down. That's why you have that receiving core. That's why you have those tight ends. That's why, to me, Freeman is replaceable. He's a jack. He he started off his career really, really well. I mean, he was the no-doubt RB1, but he's never been the same since that ankle injury. Never. Yeah, I really do think this year, you know, he can very easily be tossed aside. Not, you know, he can bring some competition, but at the end of the day, you want to bring some fresh legs in there. It's been running for a while. I think it's time to move on. Um, again, I still can, some competition. I can, I can actually see if they draft a running back, let's let's say third, fourth, fifth round. I can see him flipping Freeman on draft day for a draft pick. I mean, another team. He's he's being paid nothing. He has he's a former third round pick. He had a pretty fairly high pedigree. He was the leading rusher at Oregon, the all time leading rusher. If they do draft a running back in any of the first five rounds, I can definitely see George Payton then flipping Freeman for a draft pick. Got Dylan saying, "Give me uh, Khalil Herbert uh, from Virginia Tech." Yeah, he's he's an interesting player. Um, wouldn't be really looking for him outside of you know day three personally. Um, yeah, it's a, he's a late kind of player for me. There, there's no running back who really screams off the page to me. Yeah, you know, let's spend a third round pick. Uh, it, it just isn't that. But speaking of uh, running back, do want to let you guys know that Chuba Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma State did his pro day today. He also ran a, a sub four four. Everyone's um, running that. Everyone's I ran running that a sub four four. Earlier. I ran a four three. I mean, it's literally everyone gets the the favorable hand timing. But that's that's interesting. So I'm just saying, there, there's a lot of uh, hype going to certain players, and after especially their pro day. I want to let's take a look at their film. Let's have a little bit more in-depth analysis instead of, you know, we see their 40 time or something along that. I'm going to lean towards Eric's kind of uh, decision when it comes to Chubba Hubbard. And he didn't have him, I believe, in his top 10. So I'm going to lean towards Eric there. I I think the best running back in this draft class, I've said it before, I think it's Javante Williams from North Carolina. I think he'll be the better pro overall, depending on the system he lands uh, in, but uh, you know, you you can't really go wrong if you if you target a running back that fits your needs specifically. So if you want a more explosive running back, you can find them at any time. And I think George Payton will at least look John if he does an outright purchase. Real quick, we got Manny Wise coming in here. Does Shermer make it the whole season? Man, they would have to be something really brutal going on if he doesn't. Why don't you go ahead and take this? <laughs> That's really interesting. I haven't thought of that scenario where listen, you know, by all accounts. Despite what George Payton, what he's intimating that he likes Vic Fangio, Fangio is coaching for his job. Let's get that out in the open right now. You can't miss the playoffs three years in a row and keep your job in today's NFL. But if he's feeling the heat, which he will, and he's already feeling the heat, he knows it's put up or shut up time. If they start to lose and the offense is still stuck in the mud and Locke looks bad or they can't score points, I could see Fangio... Based on the precedent he sent by firing Scangarello after one year, I can see him making Shermer like the midseason scapegoat and saying, okay, I fired him. That's the problem now. I'm going to save my ass by any means necessary. That's the only way I can see that. But I think the more realistic scenario is Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio, Donatel, Tom McMahon, all being tied together. They're all hitching their wagons to each other's stars. And if they're, they're going to either, um, you know, 
float going forward or go down with the ship at once. Yeah, I agree with you there. If you're going to make a move to get rid of an offensive coordinator, I mean, it, I th- like you said, they're they're tied together. It, it would have to be something pretty uh, egregious for him to be fired yeah. and not have Fangio fired. Yeah. That just leaves your your whole team in, in disarray if he's fired mis- mid year. Who are you going to have take his place, Shula? I mean, literally, who are you, you going to have? Who are you going to have step take up his place, though? John? I don't care anyone. I mean, he's he's. It, he's it's going to be it, literally. I think Mike Munchak would be the best person for it, and I don't think he has that in him at right. this point. I think you know he's he wants to be that offensive line coach. He wants to enjoy, uh, you know, a little bit more time with his family, and not you know because he came here with his grandkids in mind and his family's in right. Colorado. I, I don't think he came here to to grind every single second, uh, like a head coach. He wants to be that offensive line coach. I would rather Shula take the job because he's something new, and at least he's closer to an, an, an age with Locke than Pat Shermer is. I think Shula, or I hope so, has more of a feel on today's NFL and where the wind is blowing. Pat Shermer is looking oblivious to that, John. He has no idea what he's doing in 2021 NFL. He's stuck in 2005 NFL, and it just does not mesh with a quarterback like Locke or a system with the players that he has. Got prank feels Pranked Films coming in here for uh, last Super Chat, Hope uh, if we got here, um, saying with $5, what do you guys think about picking up Kyle Trask in the fourth or fifth round? Do you think we trade back and uh, accumulate more pick draft picks to, to fill depth? What are your thoughts on Trask? He doesn't, he's very vanilla to me as a prospect. He doesn't really do much for me. I mean, I guess as like a fifth or sixth round flyer, I wouldn't hate it. But Davis Mills, to me, I would take him any day of the week over someone like Kyle Trask. I just watching him play last year, he didn't jump off the screen to me. His film didn't make me go, wow, I think he can be a potential franchise quarterback. He's going to be, I think, a career backup in the NFL. So I'm not running out and and scribbling my draft card to draft Kyle Trask. Yeah, I I agree with you there. It just isn't someone you want to give up that capital for. I would be fine if you brought him in as, uh, you know, again, practice squad potential player, uh, can sit and learn a little bit, and maybe you can see what he develops if he has some tools that can develop. But I just don't see any – the tools aren't there with an explosive arm. I I just don't see anything that separates him. What separates him versus (laughs) another quarterback? You know, does he have a a great football IQ? Uh, I mean, I just don't see anything there to really make me spring up and say – He's the guy. He makes me feel like I, I can trust this. I, I I want I want him to be in competition with Locke. I don't see that with any with really anyone outside the the top four. I would take Brett Rippon over Kyle Trask if that answers the question. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Yeah, I I think that. Um, oh, Michaela had a super on Hamler. Let's go back and get that. Why don't you grab a question real quick while? I, yeah, I'm uh, just scrolling it. through and uh, oh, real real. We, Oh, we got it. Okay. We got it. Jumping in. Thank you so much, Michaela. 499 Super. I think Hamler played way above expectations. I wonder if he will be used more. Real quick, John, I'll serve this over to you. Uh, I saw some comments on the side here that says Hamler is a bust. How, how could you say that after one year? I mean, when he wasn't used correctly, he was kind of a decoy and he was a rotational player. How could you say he's a bust? You put him on literally even the Panthers offense with Joe Brady. He would be a gadget, explosive playmaker. And the Broncos, last year they should, whether it was Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Hamler, Philip Lindsay, Pat Shermer did not utilize his weapons. And I think Hamler, if he's utilized correctly, John, he can be that Deshaun Jackson type. He can be that very, very poor man's version of Tyree Kill. And you pair that explosiveness, explosiveness and you pair that potential 
with Cortland Sutton and the rest of them, I think that's just the the, the cherry on top. So um, yeah. expectations, not a thousand yard year, and I think he'll never be a wide receiver one, John. He's always going to be to me a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. But you can get so much value out of him. And to use a second-round pick on him and then to not use him at all made zero sense to me. So expectation-wise, 800 yards, you know, six to 800 yards and six to eight touchdowns. I think that's fair for Hamler in year two. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think Hamler was a bust in any sense. He, he When he was drafted, if you remember uh, his pro day and I believe even the combine, he was injured with a hamstring injury. I think when you drafted him, people knew there was a, a nagging injury with that uh, hamstring, especially right. with un- being unable to get into the locker room, uh, you know, and time be able to get worked on uh, on that hamstring. I think a lot of, at least I was, I was, I was expecting him to be out. We kind of all thought that was going to happen. So at the beginning of the year, th- that's no concern for me. He definitely started to develop when it was coming on late in the year. And I think, again, 600 yards is perfect. And also he opens up a roster spot, in my opinion, for a yes. better yes. returner. Yes. And, and you're not using another receiver yes. just for a returner. So you have another position spot. Yes. It's just opening up the offense. He, he's an offensive weapon, receiver, and your return specialist. That's that's huge. That's very valuable. That that is why he was taken in the second round to save an additional roster spot. Thank you. I hated the fact they have Deontay Spencer for literally one role. He does nothing on offense, and he's taken up a roster spot. And you know he's not exactly Devin Hester or Dante Hall in his prime. He's okay. But he's, you're also comparing him to Isaiah McKenzie, Jordan Taylor, and he's going to look a lot better in comparison. So, yes, K.J. Hamler, especially because, John, he's not your starter. You have Judy and Scorland Sutton. You don't have to worry about him getting injured. Put him on punt returns. Get some value out of him. But then again, what are the culprits responsible for that? Pat Shermer and Tom McMahon. When you look at the source of the problem, it's not that surprising. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you there 100%. And, um any other questions that you see here that came in last minute? No. I th- if we have any more questions, guys, uh, get them in because we're over the hour mark now, and we're going to have to start winding it down in just one second. But we don't want to leave, as Chad says, anyone out in the cold. Yeah. What is I, it, I, the dust, the cold? Yeah, it's cold, kind of like that. Just real quick, um, want to get to a Twitch question here. Uh, Savage Boy Kev, O2, why are uh, – Good question. Why are, uh, why are we not talking about Tyree Cleveland? Uh, he gave me hope in week 17, and uh, Jay Jay's saying the same thing here. Uh, yeah, I hope with Tyree Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, a, a weapon that can be a returner as well and take away that necessary spot for a returner. He can also be a, a, a pass-catching threat. Maybe he, he learns from Tim Patrick and take that next yeah. – when Tim Patrick leaves, take that big body role to, to fill in for Tim Patrick down the line. Uh, I have an answer, and it's two words. You know what those two words are as to why they're not using Tyree Killmore, Tyree Cleveland more? Pat Shermer, period. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. And uh, with that being said, I think it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, I don't see any other super chats nagging here at the end. Do you? Willie says we missed one on uh, – I had a lock super. Okay. I, I don't know if we got that, but we'll have to scroll up. Let's see if we have any more questions. I, Savage Kev says, is Driscoll still on the team? If so, why? Yes. And the answer is, I do not know. I think they 
uh, feel the Broncos do that they have time to make a call on Jeff Driscoll and when, not if, they bring in a quarterback, then they'll cut him loose. But, you know, he does nothing uh, for – he literally, he serves no purpose. He's like Nick Vanette, just fat taking up the roster. But they cut Nick Vanette. They haven't cut Driscoll yet. We'll, we'll have to see. I think it'll happen, but it's surprising that it hasn't uh, to this point. Looking for Willie Super here. Um, unable to find it at this point. Willie, can you throw it in real quick? And uh, we'll we'll get to it before we leave here because I really do want to make sure we get get you. Just throw it in real quick. We'll say it's a hundred dollar super, just in our heads. Hundred dollar super from Willie at the end of the bell at the bell. Uh, so we'll get a few questions in before uh, we get we get out of here. Um, let's see anything else. Let's see. just scroll in real quick to see just, if we missed anything. Okay. Why the hell did we get Shermer if he sucks? Uh, Robert, I do not know. I think I thought Scangarello was quite good as a rookie OC given three different quarterbacks, but, you know, Fangio thought differently. Yes, yeah. Leroy. Yes, Leroy. Yes, yes, yes. Eric Wilson. I don't think it's going to happen, John. I've been advocating every single day on Twitter at Kelberman NFL for Eric Wilson. The walking turnover, uh, leading tackler for the Vikings last year, can play inside or outside linebacker. He would come relatively cheap. Bring him in, re-sign Demarcus Walker, and go into the draft with BPA and ready to take some names this coming season. Yeah, I think Eric Wilson at this point, it, he hasn't gotten a deal. I think he's a, a phase two a free agency post-draft kind of free agent, unfortunately. Uh, but if the Broncos don't get their guy, you got to get him. You, you know, it, yeah. with the familiarity there, you just have to get him. Um, still looking here for that super. Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Got it coming up again. We're just going to pretend this is a hundred dollar super from Willie in the so in the shop with Willie. He said uh, offense should be solid this year, and hopefully Shermer doesn't ruin all the work Locke's been doing this off season. Uh, love the emojis there. Can't say that, but yeah, I mean, I assume Locke has been doing all the all the the off season work that he needs to. Uh, you know, I believe he's working with um, Palmer Jesse Palmer. Am I correct? Yes, this offseason, yeah. And I think he worked with him before the draft, so maybe there's going to be some, you know, some chemistry there to get things back where he was before, you know, he came to the Broncos, work on some of that footwork, maybe not, you know, get back to a a, a solid steady line so then when he gets back to the Broncos, he can maybe take some develop, you know, start to develop essentially. <laughs> You know, uh, hoping Pat Shermer learns how to coach in 2021, I'll believe it when I see it, but for right now, I have my fingers crossed. I hope that he can unlock Drew and get the most out of him, no matter what that is, this coming season. Yo, excuse me, Jordan Palmer. J- Jesse Palmer. I Was he the bachelor? Yes, he was. He was a quarterback for the Giants. You just told on yourself, John. You just snitched on yourself. You a big bachelor fan? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know I watch it all the time. Yeah. Um, so as we we're going to head on out of here now, we just want to say thank you to everyone. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a great, I really do appreciate all your super chats. It's, it's been fun. Obviously appreciate you, um, you know, dealing with me a little bit, still new to the podcast, but it was, it was a great time to come on tonight, uh, Zach, and I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night, John, you and I, because Chad yes. will be traveling. So you and I have one more show as we, uh, we pot together this week, and I'm looking forward to it. A quick reminder, guys, because uh, Sunday is Easter, there will be no episode of Kelberman's Corner on Sunday. Uh, Kim Becker, our host, is going out of town, uh, so obviously we'll be unavailable. We want you guys to enjoy your weekend. Thank you for tuning in with us tonight. I'll serve it back over to you, John, in just a second. But we, we, me and you, and I'm enjoying it too, we'll be back Sunday night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, but get us out of here. 
we'll be back on like you said sunday i really do appreciate y'all sticking with me for this this day um one more day with me we're gonna have some fun <laughs> then chad's gonna be back you guys are gonna feel back to some normalcy have a great wow. night everyone go broncos be well You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's sleeping spree event, save up to 50% on ceiling. With queen mattresses starting at $349.99. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.